Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. Okay, you guys, welcome to this uh, episode of Dunzo. I'm not sure what number this will be, so I won't say. Fertile <laughs> hair. Um, but I'm really, really excited about this, today's episode. I'm doing something super fun and light. And this is the equivalent of eating, like, cheese popcorn. It's light. It's, like, shitty for you, but, like, so good, you know? <laughs> um, I am joined today by somebody that I have wanted on this podcast for so long. And she's finally here, Amity Hansen from the Gimme Pizza Podcast. Girl, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing uh, surprisingly good for the week that I've had. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I'm doing an entirely separate episode talking about um, my trials and tribulations this week. So we don't have to like do that today. But I do want to know how your quarantine is going. It is, you know, it's going all right. I'm in quarantine with my ex-boyfriend, which is super fun. Oh, that's fun. Um, yeah, super fun and exciting. Um, you know, I'm living the dream. No job. So I get to do essentially whatever I want. No what complaints. are you like, leaning into the most right now? Um, I'm leaning into the most just like Mary-Kate and Ashley like all yes. day long. All day, every Basically. day. Just like all day, every day. Mary Kate Ashley, I'm in the process of moving, so I'm like wow. also trying to motivate myself to move. Wow, how hard is that right now? It's like damn near impossible to yeah. like motivate myself, but I have two weeks exactly to get everything out. So. Oh my god, are you staying like in your area or like moving no. super far? I'm moving to California. I'm in Oregon right now. Oh, I'm moving in with my parents. So. Oh my God, that's amazing. So, wait, so are you originally from California? No, I'm from Phoenix, Arizona, but my okay. parents moved to California um, like 10 years ago. So I'm going to be staying with them. Cool. So that's exciting. Be, yeah. You know, it'll be a nice change of scenery. I just like that my parents kind of know my, my vibes. So they don't yeah. <laughs> like, I already know how things are going to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. How's like, your quarantine? Um, well, <laughs> it was good before this week. It was fine. Um, it's fine now. I just had a little bump in the road where I lost power for four days. It's no big deal. Um, aside from that, it's just been a lot of like all of the cliche shit. I've been watching a lot of TV. Uh, I've been watching a lot of like older movies that I've wanted to rewatch but haven't rewatched in a while. Or movies that I've seen once that I really liked that I like have mm -hmm. wanted to watch again. I've been doing that. Um, I've been cooking a lot. Uh, just, I've actually been trying to, I like to cook already, but I've been trying to recipe cook because I'm more of a like chopped, like what do I have in the fridge? That's how like, I am. You know, like what can I make out of all these things kind of gal? So I'm mm -hmm. trying to like, it's really hard for me to follow a recipe. So I've been doing that and that's been pretty fun, like learning like more technical cooking skills. I don't know, just old lady shit, really. Oh, you know, that's what this time is for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old lady shit. Old lady shit. It's like really like- Because we old... know old ladies hate leaving the house, so. Exactly. They've been preparing for this for 
like since the beginning of time really they really have they've been setting the groundwork for quarantine 2020 we're like taking all of their interests i'm like knitting i'm like slipping into kids i just realized kids are (laughs) uncomfortable i know i like knitted or not knitted i weaved a tapestry i was like i know so now i'm i'm into tapestry weaving i made one thing what did you make uh just like a little like weaved thing i don't know like something (laughs) to hang on the wall it was fun that's fun yeah that's the i want to get into more like crafting things that's yeah. new. this coming week i'm gonna start like doing that like just youtube yes. craft things and like doing it yes do it to it so speaking of mary kate and ashley can you tell people before we get started and before i tell them what we're talking about today even though they've already read the description it's fine can <laughs> you tell people what your podcast is about Of course. My podcast is about Mary-Kate and Ashley. Um, It's called Gimme Pizza. um, And it's where I bring on guests to talk about all things Mary-Kate and Ashley, dual star entertainment, um, their movies, their books, their magazine, their brand, their products, their history, just kind of, you know, their whole deal. So that's what my podcast is about. Your podcast is amazing, and it reminds me so much of, like, I bet when you explain your podcast to people, you and I have a very similar struggle in the sense that people probably think it's about one very sort of, like, trivial thing, but you actually talk about so much, and you actually are, like, you talk about so much in-depth stuff, and sometimes it gets really intense, and, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's so much more than just, like, um, I don't know. It's like you would think like Mary-Kate and Ashley that like you would run out of ideas or things to talk about. But right. But really it's impossible because there's just endless content that they pumped out. Yeah. Over, like, and that they continue to inspire. So yeah. Yeah. People will be like, how do you have a podcast about the Olsen twins? And I'm like, uh, do you have any idea who they are <laughs> like, and what they've created? <laughs> yeah, it's like there's technically- so much to talk about. <laughs> You have, what, I mean, 30 years of content, really, to right. discuss? Yeah, like, oh, like over, like, 32 years, basically. And, like, they've never, they've, there's Stop. no year of their life where they haven't worked, so. Right, exactly. So, like, it's, like, there's a lot to pull from. Yeah, um, you and I recorded an episode together for your podcast where we talked about their relationships, and it was super eye-opening to me because, I don't know, I don't, the only relationships of theirs that I know about, and I think most people know about, are the really high-profile ones that mm-hmm. everybody kind of writes about all the time. But they've also dated so many not famous, you know, like sons of wealthy people kind of guys, right. you know, mm-hmm. that are super random. I know, yeah. Ashley's ex-boyfriend is like suing her right now, which is fun. Ooh, tell me why. <laughs> um, I don't really know. The The details are confidential, but he is, like, the president or something of the row, or he was. They mm-hmm. dated before he became, like, high up in the row. Yeah. And recently he sued them, but it's um, – nobody really knows exactly why yet. So I remember that'll be fun. about him becoming yes. – her, like, dating the guy. Well, I don't know if they dated before he became the – like be started working for them or vice versa but like weird <laughs> like yeah it's it's pretty weird that it's like and the, i think the case is like 
Mary Kate versus this guy, but he da- he's suing both of them and he Later. dated Ashley. It's very interesting. I, I'm excited to learn more about it, but I think right now it's very top secret. Well, I can tell you one thing that is not top secret and it is my uh, feelings for the film that you and I watched together. Oh my God, yes. So we watched When in Rome, which came out in 2002, and it is, I mean, hands down, one of the most popular, I would say, like, well-known Mary Kate and Ashley films, Mm -hmm. Um, but I had never seen it before you and I decided that it was what we were going to talk about today, and... It's riveting. (laughs) I mean, now I've watched it three times. Actually, when my power went out, I watched it in the dark in my pitch black apartment on my computer it was a really really weird experience um i was not sober um and uh yeah so what is your relationship to this movie um you know i watched it when i when it came out i remember it was the first dvd i ever bought actually like looking back i because i don't think it really came out on vhs it probably did but it was harder to find it was 2002 yeah. And it was before we had a DVD player. So I had to watch it on our computer. So our computer had a DVD player. <laughs> and um, so I, that's like, it's the first DVD I ever had. It was, it's just always been kind of a feel good movie, even though I don't necessarily think it's like a textbook good film. Right. Like it's nothing you would like be, that would be shown in like a film class. Or yeah. Anything. But it just brings back a lot of nostalgia of like, what a classic Mary Kane Ashley movie is, you know, in the 21st century. Like, what does that look like? And it's one in Rome. It's very lighthearted. It's very cheesy. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's poorly made on a level that's like, it almost feels at times like a troll. Like, it feels Mm -hmm. like it's like trolling sometimes. Like it, like literally, like it's like a troll two situation where it's like, a terrible, terrible movie that is so terrible that it's good. I know, yeah. It's like all of the budget went into the music. <laughs> no, legit. The three songs they got had to be so expensive. I know, where they were just like, you know what? Let's just, like, they didn't, they knew that even if it was a bad movie, it would still make buckets of money because mm-hmm. they were at that point of their fame that it didn't really matter what their movies were. Right. Like, it didn't matter the content. It didn't matter the budget. Like, they're like, let's put these fun songs in to make it, like, catchy, I guess. Like, a catchy movie. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the music, (laughs) honestly, I've had Rome by the B-52s in my head for a week. I don't know about you. Oh, yes, definitely. Like, I have been nonstop singing that song to, like, it's the soundtrack to my days now. It's, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's crazy. Um, And also, these movies were just, like, in a lot of ways, like a walking, they're like a moving, like, they're like a fashion show. It's a way mm-hmm. for Mary-Kate and Ashley to show off, like, what they've decided at this particular moment in time is, like, in style and what they're going to be selling to Exactly. People. Yes. That is 100% t- true. Yes. We have, uh, there's some fashion things that I definitely can't wait to talk about, kind of, like, into the film. Um, but, like, I do feel like, you know, this is 2002. They're, like, like what, 15? Yeah, uh, yes, 15. And 15, yeah, they weren't 16 yet because 16 was their next film, which was getting there. Their next ish film. You can definitely feel 
at this particular point, they haven't, they're obviously not like fully realized adults yet, but Mm -hmm. you can see sort of like tinges of who they're going to become. Like Kate is like inching, like really, really slowly inching into being like kind of boho, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, there's just like these moments where I'm like, oh, that's a Mary-Kate outfit, but she doesn't know yet that that's like her style, you know? Right. I think that like the striped blazer that she wears is hers. It felt like it. Because I, I'm pretty sure I've seen her wear it years later, like in real, like in just like real life photos. That outfit felt like, I was like, this is, yes. this is her becoming Mary-Kate Olsen. Like this yeah, is a I'm- moment. I'm pretty sure a lot of their outfits that they've had in their movies were from their own personal wardrobe or it was stuff that they picked for the movie and then they kept. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. It really checks out. And especially like, I feel like they had to have been given a lot of creative freedom when it came to to fashion throughout Mm -hmm. their whole lives because they were so confident in their style at an age where like most people are figuring it out. Like they were like, yes, you know, fully formed women at like 22 mm-hmm. when it came to what they were wearing. Yes. Um, but yeah, so today we're going to go beat by beat down this entire movie and I'm really excited. <laughs> it is the wackiest, weirdest, wildest ride I feel like I've ever been on. It is by far, it's probably in the top five weirdest movies I've ever sat through. It's a roller coaster. It's just like a collage of like different movies. It's just like, it is. It's like decoupage together, it feels like. Yeah, like you get to a point in this movie where you don't mind that it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, where you're, just like, you're just like, okay. This is fun and dumb and like the voices are all weird and dubbed and like yes. the storyline is abysmal. The acting is hellacious, but it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. Yes. You get to the point where you're just like, yeah, okay, well, here we are. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're like, fine. It's American Ashley movie. Like, what can you expect? We're fully suspended from any, like, sense of reality and, like, exactly. it's amazing. Um, also, by the way, made me realize, uh, I had this moment where I, when I first watched this, where I was, like, picturing them as adults watching their content from them as teenagers and just being so disconnected to all of it. Just being like, who are those girls? <laughs> you know? Yes. I bet they sit around and look at this stuff like who, like what, what were I know. doing? I just wonder, I, I just wonder like, do they watch these? St- like when was the last time they watched When in Rome? Have they ever watched When in Rome? I'm going to say that I bet every blue moon, they get fucking stoned off their ass. Yes. Just, just them. And watch one of these old dumb movies and like cringe and laugh and talk about like filming it. Mm-hmm. I like to think that as well. I, I just I have it in my mind that they like sit in a theater room in their house and just like fucking. Because it's it has to be either that or they like made a pact with each other that they are never going to watch these movies that they're like. Yeah. Exactly. Know? Or it's it's one or the other. It's like either they're stoned out of their minds watching these movies or they're like absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Like, it's too triggering. It's too much. What have we done? <laughs> um, so, this movie opens with Mary-Kate and Ashley waking up in bed and talking about how tired they are. And I think the movie wants you to be, like, 
initially you don't know where they are aside from the title you don't know where where they are what they're doing like why they're in this like opulent beautiful like hotel room yeah like this giant hotel room that looks like it costs a lot of money um and they're teenage girls who's <laughs> like it's like are they rich are they like what's happening um so mary kate leans up in bed and she says she says every muscle in my body <laughs> is tired and ashley responds and she goes so give it a rest starting with your jawbone <laughs> and immediately i was like now for you you're somebody who literally is your job to consume mary kate and ashley content mm-hmm. i have not watched a mary kate and ashley film in a very long time and i can tell you that i forgot the way that their voices sounded as teenagers right yeah and it's the way that their voices sound in their movies as teenagers is very different than how their voices sound in real life when they were teenagers. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Yeah, no, they definitely put on a a weird voice for these characters. Okay, because I was like, I don't remember them ever sounding like literal baby girls. Like, yeah, no, they have like a weird, they did a, a very odd voice in this era of Mary Kate and Ashley movies, but it was different than how their voices were in real life. When you see like the behind the scenes features or interviews and stuff, they're very much more like meek and quiet. Yeah. And teenage girlish. Yeah. But in these, they have like a weird pseudo adult teenage, like baby girl voice. Mm-hmm. It's like a vocal fry. Yes. Before vocal fry was like a thing kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yes. Um, and speaking of voices, it should be stated that we are endlessly going to talk about how strange the dubbing is, the overdubbing in this movie, where it's like... It's like full scenes are just completely dubbed. Yeah. Like mismatched, like obviously <laughs> dubbed, like mitch, mismatched voices to mouth movements, just so clearly. <laughs> it's jarring. Like you... Distracting. <laughs> yeah. It's the thing that you you focus on for two straight hours. Easy, hands, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, and I, I, you and I talked about this before, and I'm guessing, like, you made a good point about there probably haven't have been too much noise. Mm-hmm. I think that, because that happens in other movies as well, where you're like, that's clearly a dub, but they're in, like, a popular area. They're, like, outside in, like, a resort or something. And you're like, okay, they... Yeah. There must have been a lot of noise. Um, but I think with this one, it also probably had to do with the actors not right. being um, like English, native English speakers. Yeah, and they are, I mean, it should also be stated, they did film this movie in Rome. So it's like, yes. I'm sure they also, on top of the fact that they could afford some good music, they were like, we're in Rome. Like, this movie can be whatever the fuck it is. Let's just film everything outside. We're in mm-hmm. Rome. Like, yes. it doesn't really matter. It's gorgeous. We'll do a total of 15 montages where it's (laughs) scenes of Rome and it'll be fine. Like, and you know, Rome is beautiful. So it ended up being kind of a beautiful film, I guess, in a sense. Uh, That's pushing it. Um, (laughs) And knock on their door and it's somebody telling them, somebody that we don't know yet, telling them that they're late and that they need to wake up. And we go straight into a scene that I think really explains how weird the movie is going to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, because they roll out of bed and Ashley, like, their, their acting is, um, their acting is like, it's like as if they don't want to be there, maybe. (laughs) 
so it's like this scene where Ashley's supposed to be like jumping out of bed and grabbing her camera because she's a photographer and she's excited. Ashley oh like God. slumps out of bed and like slowly picks up a camera and just starts holding it at her belly button and taking pictures of things. She just snap, 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 like, like mindlessly taking photos with this film camera. And like they put in the effort to add the the snap sound uh, every time her finger moves, so it's like literally snap, 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 snap. <laughs> it's wild snapping on film photography, like, like it's a film camera. Yeah, this is not a no. Not delete those photos. Yeah, like she's just taking film photos of like walls and just like nothing. She's you can tell that Layla. <laughs> Layla Hunter does not have an eye for t- photography, but it's talked about throughout the entire movie that she's like some impeccable photographer. I was gonna say, girl, like how a prodigy. Dare you. Don't let Jamie hear you talk like that. No, God, Jamie. Uh, <laughs> so they like go out, and so there's this beautiful, sprawling, like they have this giant villa. They open the curtains, you get to see the whole room. It's this big, giant, beautiful room filled with all these like antique fabrics and like beautiful flowers. And um, at this point, you're still not really sure of where they are. So they go out on their balcony and Ashley's taking pictures. And finally, we know where they are because Mary-Kate comes out and goes, Roma, Roma, Roma. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Here we are. We're, We're, in, Rome. We're in Roma. <laughs> um, so Ashley's taking these excessive photos on the balcony. And the girls have this conversation to kind of establish what the plot of the movie is. Um, I actually wrote down Mary Kate's quote verbatim because it's one of my favorite lines of the entire movie. She said, I can't believe we're going to be here all summer. There's so much to do, so much to see. The culture, the history, the incredible food, the Italian boys. It's all very, very good. Literally, that's how it was spoken. Uh, She goes, there's some big Italian history here. I mean, the Roman Empire, gladiators, Michelangelo, Versace. And don't forget about Caesar. And I'm not talking about the salad. It's all ours for six weeks. It's like, okay, we're getting somewhere. You know, there's like, there's a part where I think Ashley says, how cool is that? And Mary-Kate is like, it's beyond cool. (laughs) Like their language is just so ridiculous. And these, like, these two, like, overly sophisticated teenagers in real life who would never talk like this, having to be right. like, it's tubular, cool. It's beyond cool. And they're <laughs> just, like, they roll out of bed and they just look beautiful. Like, gorgeous makeup done, eyebrows, like, perfect. In, like, the, like actually, like, rolls out of bed with her robe on. Like, <laughs> Ashley's wearing a cashmere um, cardigan. Yeah, woman. yeah. It's like, who are you? Like, okay. Who just rolls out of bed like that? And and then just like takes pictures immediately. As, yeah, like, like doesn't blink, doesn't just literally no brushing teeth. Bed, grabs the camera, just starts pushing the button wherever the yeah. camera goes is where is where the photos taken. It. It's like her yeah. hand is moving in the photo. It's just crazy. Um. So then we get a montage of Rome. Um, by the B-52s and mm-hmm. there's just like pictures of Rome like stock photos from like Google images of Rome. Probably at this point it's Ask Jeeves. 
<laughs> oh my god it's like msn.com photos yeah. of rome um so mary kate and ashley are summer interns and ashley says that she wishes they could do something meaningful for their company that they're working for um and this is like first of all she says i wish we could do something meaningful um and then ashley says like um we could start by being on time and then <laughs> it's like dark inside to get late and uh this is where we get our introduction of this like motley crew of characters in this movie who again it's like mary kate and ashley have their own things going on with their voices but these people are either dubbed by different actors like it's either just not their voices or it was recorded like a year after and they just like remember what they were even saying yeah, it's like, it's so bizarre. You really, I'm just like, yeah, were they the, is the dubbing the actors in this movie? Did they do some after, like, yeah. the ADR? Like, will we ever know? Because Jamie is, like, an American. Yes. So it's like. And so is Nobu. Yeah. He's supposed to be from Tokyo, but he's clearly not Japanese. He's- not japanese no like he's literally filipino yeah he's like from los angeles like you can just tell he's a japanese guy look at his wacky hair it's like Uh, look at his like big tie and mismatched patterns yeah like wide cuffs (laughs) it's tokyo style um so they get another knock on the door telling uh saying that they're gonna be late and uh (laughs) <laughs> i'm pretty sure this was like this is a she knocks on a different door um the like the other people that are interning and they use the same knocking scene twice they just like change what she says when she's knocking of course. so they just like literally clipped a scene from less than two minutes ago and put it <laughs> in again as if it it's insane um so here we're introduced to uh paulo nobu these are Paulo and Nobu, these are the two guys that are rooming together, and they're also part of the internship. And Heidi and Daria are the two other girls um, that are rooming together. So this is literally the whole company. <laughs> we should note that they're mailroom interns. Yeah. <laughs> it like, seems like it's like supposed to be some prestigious thing that people from all over the world get selected to this prestigious company, Hammond International. And they are working in the mail room. They were flown from all over the world. Yes. To be mail room interns and do yes. nothing involving fashion at all. No, just mail, like making copies and delivering mail. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And yeah, Incredible. there's only, it's supposed to be this big like Versace style fashion house. And there's a total of six people that work there and they're all interns. There's nobody else. They're There's really- nobody. It's like not even supposed to just be like a fashion house. It's the way that they describe this company is just bananas. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. beyond just fashion. It's like airplanes and magazines and music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they basically <laughs> work for Lou Perlman. Uh right. and it's like there's nobody there. There's not even any, like, background people that they said, like, hey, do you want to make $10 by coming to just, like, 
you know, sit on a computer and pretend to be in a movie. There's nobody else no. in the movie at all <laughs> for this big conglomerate, like multi-billion dollar company. Um, so Jamie busts in, or I'm sorry, uh, not Jamie, I wrote her name down wrong. Jamie is, we'll talk. <laughs> well, it doesn't even really matter, but we'll talk. So Daria busts in the bathroom while Heidi is doing her makeup. And this is where we're introduced to, they all have different accents. They're all supposed to be from different parts of the world. So um, Daria is, is, it, is Daria French? I think she's supposed to be from Venice, Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's, okay. She's Italian. She's supposed to be Italian. But Heidi is supposed to be from Germany. Munich, right? Yes, Heidi is very, very German. Her accent is extremely <laughs> but she's offensive. she's an Italian actress. Yeah. <laughs> like, they gave her a, like, cartoonish Nazi accent. It's extremely <laughs> uncomfortable the whole time. Like, it literally sounds like a Looney Tunes old racist cartoon accent. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. It's outrageous. Like, it's b- ridiculous. But, um... <laughs> So Daria comes in and she's like, Heidi, you must hurry. We are going to be late. And Heidi's like, relax. It's just a summer program. And Heidi's like evil too or whatever. Yeah, she's like an evil German. Yeah, she's like Like, a mean, evil German blonde, uh, like blonde hair, blue eyed girl. Um, She's supposed to be the villain of the movie, but it doesn't ever really go anywhere. She just kind of stops being the villain at a certain point. Um... So they're all kind of like bustling around trying to get ready for their first official day as interns at their fashion house. And uh, the woman from earlier who knocked on the door is waiting with her arms crossed. They're all like rushing in to meet her or whatever. So Mary Kate knocks into who's going to be her like hunk, Paolo. Oh, Paolo. Who's mm. gorgeous. Did you love Paolo as a teenager? Oh, I loved me some Paolo. That was, was my dream was to just like go to a, like on a vacation and meet my own Paolo. He is gorgeous. Like stunning. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think I have a theory that Mary Kate and that actor, Mika Angelo, I think that they had a little bit of a thing. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Just like, from, based on the behind the scenes footage and the bloopers, you're like, they were pretty comfortable with each other. Let's just say. I mean, they had chemistry. They had some chemistry. She like bumps into him, and it's like, you know, when you like bump into somebody and then you like back away. In this movie, when you bump into somebody, the guy ends up holding you and then putting you in like a dip, like a 1920s dip. Yes, for like a 10 years. You're like, <laughs> suspended in time indefinitely. <laughs> He, like, dips her, and while he's holding her in his arms, she goes, hello, Italy. (laughs) So they all- Hello, Rome. Yeah. (laughs) This is Italy, the Italian boys. I can't believe we're here for six weeks for our fashion internship. (laughs) So they all take turns like introducing themselves and um, this is their official first day. So they are taken to a restaurant and introduced to this bald guy wearing a suit who they assume is a server, um, which is like also insane because they're literally standing like in the doorway of the restaurant and just start giving their orders to who they believe is a server. I know, yeah, like, 
like what? even in have a, they in, ever even eaten out before in their lives <laughs> yeah like there's no country where that's appropriate <laughs> no they're like in the doorway and ashley's like can we get some orange juice and mary kate goes yeah and bagels we're hungry we're really hungry interns and uh, it turns out that the guy that they're placing orders to is, how would you describe, what is his job title? What would you describe it as? You know, I, he seems like he may be some sort of like vice president or okay. like below the CEO. He kind of does the, not necessarily like the grunt work, but he works for Derek Hammond yeah. in some capacity as like. Like hands-on. Yeah, he's more hands-on than than Derek Hammond. Yeah, I would say, let's just call him, um, um, what did you say? Uh, uh, vice president? Yeah, let's Like call a vice, him vice president, president of the company, yeah. Yeah, because the other guy, the guy who owns the company doesn't like do anything. <laughs> no, well. yeah, it's like, <laughs> he just hangs out. And... He just shows up and makes rash decisions and <laughs> on a whim about the whole company, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so the guy that they're placing orders to ends up being their vice president. Um, his name is Mr. Tortelli. Uh, and Tortoni. 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 I like to call him Mr. Tortellini, but yeah, Tortoni. On on my third viewing, I realized Ashley called him Mr. Tortellini too. Yes, yes. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, I thought you like made that up. No, it's in the movie. (laughs) I was like, oh, chic. Ashley's like Mr. Tortellini. (laughs) Um. So. Yeah, the guy that they, so he's the person that they're basically going to be working with, like, day to day. He's, like, the person that runs everything by the owner of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, so they sit down for a meeting, and he tells them that they're they're not going to be working directly with the designer that, like, which is what they all thought was happening. Yeah, it's she, like, why would you, a mailroom intern, why would <laughs> they even work with the, like, vice president, like, someone as high up as Mr. Tortoni? Exactly. Like, that makes zero sense. Like, if you're in the mail room, you're working with people who are not that, especially a big company like this, like some conglomerate company. Yeah, like, and you also don't have the whole company watching to see what how you handle the mail. No. Nobody cares. Like, you're, um, you're in the mail room locked away all day. And like, you would at least have, like, people in the mail room. Like, they would have workers there. Like, actual, like, male people there. Yeah, like... Like, full-time staff. <laughs> this movie wants you to basically believe that the whole company is watching to see how they handle being mailroom interns because it means that they'll, like, basically design for the fashion house. Right. It is, it, like, next year. It is <laughs> literally insane. So <laughs> they learn at lunch that they're going to be doing mail deliveries for this business. And... They also find out that um, at the end of the internship, they're going to be picking two people who do, like, an outstanding job to come back next year and, like, design, basically. Um, Or go to New York and be the personal assistants to Derek Hammond. Yeah. I think that's what, yeah. They're going to be competing now. Now this is, like... Now it's a competition. (laughs) Before it was fun, and now it's a competition. Um, so we meet the manager of the mailroom who is i'm I, i'm under the assumption is also supposed to be wacky like he's supposed mm-hmm. to be silly um but it's hard to determine a wacky character in a movie that's like so fucking insane it's like is he wacky or is she wacky you like don't know mm-hmm. um 
and we get like this really like disconnected montage of them. He's like just now he's just been really mean to them and like kind of scared them into submission about like how the mailroom works. And then it immediately goes into this like rock and roll montage of them <laughs> all like having a lot of fun and like throwing mail at each other. Yeah. With this guy that was like mean. I know. <laughs> he like snaps at them. He's like bopping them on the head with like tubes and stuff and like dancing yeah. with them, but it's like super weird. <laughs> um so then Mary Kate and her like hunk Paolo are out delivering mail and they get lost. So she goes to look at a map and he tries to snatch it from her hands and tells her she doesn't need a map. No, you're so Americana. So Americana. (laughs) You're so Americana. You and your map. Because it's so... Oh, yeah, because Mary-Kate and Ashley are supposed to be like uptight Americans. Is their their whole gig. Um, So then back at the office, Ashley and uh, Heidi, the Russian... um, Of Russia. (laughs) <laughs> German. I wrote it in my notes as Russian because I didn't know what she was supposed to be. <laughs> I'm like the Ukrainian. Uh, <laughs> this is funny actually reading my notes like what I thought this movie was about after I've watched it three times is like hilarious. <laughs> um, Heidi the Russian. Oh my god. So Heidi the German uh, male worker they are delivering mail to people's doors in the company, but this movie obviously couldn't afford a lot of like sets, so it's mostly just like maybe five rooms. And yeah. the when you see like any time that they're like in the office, it's just a hallway. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when they're out of people's like actual office rooms, they're just it's a hallway that has doors. It looks like they're in a hotel. It is really the tiniest conglomerate office ever. (laughs) Like, them delivering mail, basically, is just dropping it off to five doors, and then they're always just, like, done. Um, And Ashley, like, or, well, Heidi brings up that she's attracted to Paolo, and Ashley makes it clear that she's not interested in him because her sister likes him, and they don't compete with each other. They're not competitive. She says, I'm not competitive with my sister, and Heidi goes, I'm not your sister. (laughs) Okay, um, so then Ashley and Heidi deliver the mail to uh, to Jamie, and Jamie is the woman who was knocking on the door at the beginning of the movie. She's a massive part of the movie. Um, she's basically the third lead, and she's the person in charge of the interns. Yeah, but she's also like also really high up in the company. Yeah, like she seems to be the only one who designs. Right, she's a designer slash intern director of the mailroom interns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, she literally designs entire collections for him, but, know, but also she, works for the mailroom. As someone who is a designer for this big company, she has the worst style, like, in the she whole is, film. Like, full-on New York and company buy one get one like yeah suits you know like work casual work casual clothes that you would get like express because they're on sale it's 2002 exactly in mind keep that in mind a lot of pointed boots and things like that um it's mostly just like yeah like really shitty blouses and like flared pants with like pointed heels like that's her Mm -hmm. gig the whole time um so they're talking about her 
like upcoming projects and Jamie mentions a photographer to which Ashley responds, I love him. His black and white Armani campaign was mesmerizing. Mesmerizing. <laughs> and uh, Jamie's like, you know your photography. <laughs> like, okay. Because she had seen one photo from this guy. <laughs> but was it Fellini? Fellini. <laughs> his, his black and white from the Armani campaign. Mesmerizing. Like, you've got an eye. Um, so <laughs> Mary Kate and Paolo have apparently gotten lost and are unable to deliver their packages. And Paolo makes a few calls on his, like, Nokia flip phone because he's, like, very connected in Italy. Um, and she, he pulls a few strings because he knows a guy. And this, like, pizza delivery boy ends up, like, riding up on his bike and, like, takes the packages so that he and Mary-Kate can spend the day, like, exploring. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Which is, like, like great. the dream. They don't, they don't spend any, like, waste any time establishing <laughs> that Mary-Kate and this guy are going to have a thing. It's just immediate. Yeah. Like, when he snatches yeah, the, the, like, map away from her, there's this point where she's like, I'm this close to getting in your face. And he's like, I have no problem with our faces getting closer. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God. That, like, chemistry here is just electric. You're so right. Because literally, like, their first meeting, he, like, dipped her. He dipped her. And then the second time we see them together, they're like, he's, like, saying he wants to make out with her. Yeah. <laughs> she's... She's not like, in, she's just like not into it. She's not having it. After he suggests that they like spend the day together instead of working, she goes, Italian boys, I was warned. <laughs> it's my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to say that every time I think a boy is even like remotely flirty with me, I'm going to be like, Italian boys, I was warned. Yes. <laughs> um, so Mary-Kate shows up to this, like, hat shop. Okay, so upon rewatching this, this is something that I was very confused about when I first saw it. That she was instructed to buy a pilot's hat. Yes, for Ashley. Pilot. Ashley, yes, sorry. Ashley. I don't know why she was, was instructed like to buy a pilot's hat for a pilot. Derek Hammond's personal pilot, right? Yeah. Did they say that? Yeah, it's his personal pilot, and he needs the hat to fly. Yeah, it's so part of it. <laughs> one of her intern gigs was to go get his pilot hat. Um, so she shows up to this hat shop, and uh, the, she doesn't speak any Italian, so she, like, can't describe it. And she's like, you know, pilot hat, vroom, vroom. She, like, has wings. Like, she puts her arms out like she's flying. Like yeah flying like you know in the sky and he's like oh i know just what are you looking for oh, cabido, 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 cabido. <laughs> i got just the thing and he like gives her this big box that she doesn't even open to see what she doesn't even check girl you are a bad intern like she is so cocky through this whole thing about having like the best work ethic I know. They both are. open the hat box to see if it's the right hat. <laughs> they both act like they're Aaron Brockovich. The like, like, you're not even doing anything. You're working the mail room and you're not doing a very good job. Like, your tasks, I can count their tasks in one hand. 
that they did this whole movie. They literally are acting like this is their company. It's crazy. I know. Um, so it turns out she was given a chef's hat on accident. And uh, she, she goes to deliver it and gets in trouble. And uh, which leads to a preliminary suspension. The yes. first of many firings. Yes. And Mary Kate, um, they find they find out with Mary Kate that instead of like give, getting the deliveries, they got pepperoni pizzas. That was like <laughs> another thing. I forgot about that. I never got to write that down. <laughs> like they're like terrible, but the the Jamie's like, your eye, there's something about you. And they're like these terrible teenage girls that don't do anything. No, they're like 50. Which like what sophomores in high school are getting internships in Rome? The equivalent Anyways. of Versace. Yeah, like the equivalent of Versace. Like who is they're in high school. They're, They're 15. Like, what is happening? Um, so the interns decide that they, oh, they've all gotten fired, by the way. So they're all on preliminary suspension, right? Are, there, are they all fired this Yeah, person? they're all, they all get pre- preliminary probation. Right, which is like, so now there's no interns. Right. <laughs> like, okay. Um, so the only six people that work at this company like are right now not working there. And they decide that instead of, like, wallowing in their misery, that they should, like, you know, hang out and, like, have some fun in, in Rome. They're like, we're fired. Let's go, like, hang out and, like, go sightsee. Um, so just to establish where we are at this point so far, Mary-Kate and Paolo are, like, doing their thing together. And then Ashley and the intern manager, Jamie, are literally obsessed with each other because Jamie has a work ethic and an eye. Um... Nobu and Daria are like at the beginning presented to be like a thing and then that never becomes a thing later um and Heidi is just kind of like on her own being mean she's the villain Um, yeah but like right didn't you get at the beginning that Nobu and Daria were gonna like flirt with each other yeah they have a little bit of a they seem to have a little bit of a thing yeah like they have really really like flirty moments in the mail because they're the only ones working in the mailroom Mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most part yeah um they're like so, doing like super super menial like copying tasks yeah they're the only ones that do things that feel like what they'd be doing i guess right um so mary kate and paolo are hanging out by the fountain and uh while she's like rattling off this like neurotic shit he puts his finger over her mouth and says be cool be chill be mellow be Italiano. <laughs> and she's like so turned on by that. Oh and my God. Who wouldn't be? I mean, come God. on. And then he starts like rambling and she like does the same thing. She like, puts her finger over his mouth and says like, be cool, be chill. Like it's like <laughs> <laughs> not the same effect at all. No. <laughs> uh, kid- Do they have their first kiss then? Yeah, I think that's when they had their first yeah. kiss. Um, Electric, Steve. I know. And he's beautiful. He really is. Gorgeous. Um, so then Ashley meets with the head of, like, whatever, the bald guy, the VP. And uh, he's also noticed that she's, like, a hard worker or whatever and tells her that his door is always open 
but he says it in this like weirdly like sinister way like upon my third viewing of this it's like i guess you're supposed to pick up throughout the movie that he's like mean or that there's something off about him because mm-hmm. he's un he's like mean to the point that it like doesn't uh make any sense like he's like fires them all the time he's like super mean to jamie um he's an asshole you're supposed to like pick up on the fact that he's like kind of a dick right almost like kind of like sociopathic almost like yeah like he likes like torturing the interns it's like fun for him yeah there's like a point where they establish that he hates the intern program he's talking with that mailroom guy who's like the wacky mailroom guy and he's mm. just like oh these these interns i just can't believe it. i'm stuck with having to deal with them yeah and jamie's always like all she did was spill a, gl- a cup of water she's mm-hmm. always like trying to like mix like explain why they shouldn't be fired for like tripping over their feet on their way to his office yeah or something like something really insane um and uh so yeah he he gives her he gives ashley a cd and tells her to deliver it somewhere because apparently this company also signs like music artists and yes this is like their hot new pop star and this is the only disc that has any of her music on it right now yes what i so what i gathered from like rewatching it again i mean i've seen this movie like three thousand times but i really focused on what the company is okay and it's like so it's, they have magazines and in the magazines, they have models that wear their fashions and they have airplanes that promote their magazines and their music. Okay. And it's just like a loop of, they own, every, like they own magazines, fashion, music, and airplanes. Okay. And did you get, like, am I making up that like it made, he made it seem like this disc was like, like her career de- like this pop star's career depends on this yeah he was like you have to get this disc the cd to like the inside guy that i have at at rome's top radio station yeah <laughs> that's what he says he like makes it yeah seem like this is the disc that is gonna give this pop star her in to my guy at this radio station because in 2002 it's like i guess the only the only way to transfer music is like physically take a disc across town right but they would have more than one copy it's absurd the fact that like and why (laughs) yeah it's like why i I don't know there must have been a way for them to like digitally get this music to them i mean i was using limewire in 2002 like i'm right there was a way that i download you could like send it yeah like, we weren't, like, using fucking telegraphs in 2002. No. They made it seem like it was, like, there's like no Like, horse other... and buggy. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like, taking, a, like, a floppy disk to, like, <laughs> Like, a man on, like, a one-wheeled bike came to take the disk through town. Like, it was yeah. so weird. Um, it's like, walk this, walk the CD to my guy at the radio station. And it's very important. Don't lose it. The... Uh, the disc. <laughs> so Ashley and Heidi are supposed to be delivering this coveted disc and Heidi like <laughs> tries to rip it from uh, her hands and she's like she has her CD player like on her hip of course and she's mm-hmm. like come on I want to listen 
And she's like, no, we can't. We told him we would get this here safely. And she's like, come on, Alyssa, have us some fun. And she starts, like, <laughs> ripping the CD from her hands. And literally, the whole budget of this movie went to this scene. <laughs> and the whole scene is totally dubbed. That entire scene is 100% dubbed. It's wild. They, like, zoom in on this disc being, like, like, it's randomly... For a movie that took no time or effort to make anything feel authentic or real or well thought out or anything, they put so much into this disc scene where they like show the disc being like, whoa, 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 like, and then it like fall, crashes to the ground. Like just a CD falling was like this super dramatic moment. And of course, the minute it touches the ground, a car drives over it. Uh. And I don't know if you clocked this or not. It's hilarious, but a car drove over it and the tire actually didn't break the CD. But oh like God. the sound effects was like glass shattering. <laughs> like the CD is whole when the car drives yeah. over it and you hear like. Um, so Mary Kate is supposed to be like, also, by the way, on the other, at the other end of town because the CD is being walked across town. <laughs> Mary Kate is learning to make coffee because she's an intern. It's espresso. 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 She calls it espresso. And as a barista, <laughs> oh my God. I it was like nails on a chalkboard. For Isn't me. It's shocking coming from Mary Kate and Ashley Olson that they wouldn't yeah. pronounce something that they like are known for holding. No. Espresso. That'd be like her saying cigarette wrong. It just wouldn't feel right. right. Well, in just a few short years prior in Passport to Paris. Mary Kate calls a hamburger a handburger. <laughs> oh my god, I almost just spit water on my keyboard. Um they've never had one, so that makes sense. There's no way they've ever eaten a burger. Come on. Um so she's supposed to be learning how to make espresso with this like espresso machine and she's fucking it up. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's like no grabbing coffee by her her fists and like dumping it in random places that don't it's like wild to watch actually right me a lot of anxiety i'm not even a barista yeah and as someone who like knows how to make like like has worked in coffee shops for many years i'm like oh my god it's not that hard like how did you how have you like how are you that old like 15 16 and have no idea how to use this machine <laughs> yeah, that has one function it does right. one thing like um, she's just like and, and i'm like oh my god you're the worst intern like you don't know how to make coffee she like can't figure it out and ends up using um well paula like comes in to check on her and he's like how did it go and she's like i actually think i'm getting the hang of this whole coffee thing <laughs> and he looks down and notices that she's used instant coffee and it's like coffee it's like this doom oh no we get like a hitchcock uh camera edit where like the background like zooms out as he's zooming in he's like completely perplexed by this like instant coffee like this alleged you know it's a crime against humanity (laughs) and then their boss goes into full-on marvel villain like Instant coffee in Roma. Yeah, yeah. Instant coffee in Roma. Like, how dare you make that here? He's just like, freaks out. 
She's like, it's just coffee. Which I didn't understand if this, again, was supposed to be played for laughs or if this was... No, I still don't know. I'm just like, he could not, like, come on. Like, he freaks out and fires her again of course Mm -hmm. yes um and ashley and heidi also have to report that they dropped the cd and (sighs) heidi ends up throwing her under the bus and claims that she tried to prevent it from happening yeah she's like i told her not to take it out of the case um and this all results in oh sorry go ahead and like layla or ashley just like takes it like, she doesn't even yeah. fight it. She doesn't even stand up for herself. She's like, it'll never happen again, Mr. Tortoni. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Just like, what a, what a pushover. I know. I've been like, no, she pulled it out of my hand and it flung in slow motion under a, a cab. Yes. Like, I, no, no. God. No, no, no. Um, so then, yeah, they, this results in them, Mary-Kate and Ashley specifically, getting fired so everybody else was able to keep their jobs. So Mary Kate Nashley and Janie, the uh, in, the lead of the interns, take a walk around the city, and I guess they're supposed to be like gearing headed. up to leave, right? Yeah, like headed to the airport. They have like Allegedly. their backpacks. Yeah, they have like backpacks and like some luggage, and they're like, we have thirteen, like three hours at the airport and thirteen hours to cry. They're, like, yeah, they they seem to be on their way out, which yeah. is. Incredible. I'm like, that's a big, like, that's an expensive flight. You just like, it seems like it's possibly the next day mm-hmm. or that, that day, like maybe. And they're just like, like allowed to get fired for making coffee wrong. Like nobody right. does anything. Jamie's like, you poor girls. It's like, well, yeah. can anybody right. maybe say something? Like, this is why we've been fired twice in a week. Like, yeah, it's just, it's so bizarre. And then, so they go, of course, to the Trevi Fountain and have a little cry sesh. Mm-hmm. They're totally dubbed over again, seeing nobody's yes. saying anything real. Um, they're like consoling each other and like holding each other. Um, do, you, do you ever want to cry, but you just can't cry because it doesn't seem real? <laughs> She's like, oh, Layla. <laughs> oh. oh, we have 13 hours to, cr- to cry. <laughs> and she goes, Ashley goes, and we didn't even get to meet Mr. Hammond, um, who's the designer. Uh, and then, of course, he appears out of nowhere. Yes. He just knows where they are. Like, yeah. This, like, Jamie gave him a ring. Massive tourist location. Thousands of people everywhere. He walks right up to them. And he also has, now I don't, I truthfully don't know if his accent is real. But it's nonetheless cartoonish, to say the least. Yes, it's like a cartoonish Australian accent. It's so, so over the top. Like, I can't imagine it's real. And if it is, good on him. Okay, I'm looking at his... Okay, um, so he... I think he is from... Maybe New Zealand? looking this up now. I can't tell where he's from. He studied English in New Jersey, so. Okay. <laughs> it's like, hello, gals. Yeah. So, it's like bad. Like, it, it's like a real Australian accent, but also a bad one. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. His name is Julian Stone. He, like, invites them to his villa. 
He goes, why don't you girls come to my villa and enjoy some fun in the sun? <laughs> Mind you, this is his company. And he's like, just fucking sightseeing. He's like, come have chicken with me on the villa. Like, he, they just got fired from his company. He doesn't even know what the fuck's going on. Um, and it should be noted that like, so this is one of many times that he'll invite them to his house. And they obviously couldn't afford a mansion to record or to film in. So they only film scenes on his patio. Right. Or like the beach. I'm like It's like a beachfront little right. eating Still area. Up. And I just looked it up. So he's from England. Okay. But that's I think it's so weird that they just decided that he's Australian or like from New Zealand. But they never talk about it yeah he just is australian <laughs> he's just like decided to have that accent <laughs> and his nephew isn't no his nephew's from he's a new yorker yeah yeah we'll talk about in a minute oh god um, ryan <laughs> you know i have to remember not to call him the wrong name right um so he invites him to his villa and mary kate and ashley tell jamie that they think the reason mr hammond invited them to his villa to their to his villa is because he has a crush on Jamie. And she's like, girls, girls, stop that. She's like full on Westworld robot. Yeah, she really is. Like if you like sliced her open, she would be sparking and you'd see like metal <laughs> wires. Like she is fully yeah. not a human person. No, that's exactly true. Girls, girls. Um, so they, so it's established now that there's some sort of romantic relationship, weird, flirty. Yeah, or like thing. tension. Yeah, like they. There's like something happening that they've known is happening, but they, it seems that they have not like put their fingers like directly on it. Exactly. I feel like they've probably like made out, they've like hooked up. And like, they don't talk about it the next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've definitely had sex for sure. You yeah. Know. But, like, how sad is this woman's life that her, like, com- like the people she confides, she has no friends, apparently. No, none. the two none. people she confides in are these, like, 15-year-old girls from America. <laughs> like, in everything. They, they are her, her world. And yeah. she met them three days ago. I know. Like, the timeline of this movie is so confusing. It's cr- like <laughs> It's supposed to be six weeks, but it definitely feels like two weeks. Yeah, at the very most. Like, what's happening right now feels like it could have been... It feels like they've been working there for two days. Yeah. And but now they, they're at like two days of fun in the sun. Yeah, exactly. In the seaside villa. So Jamie asks if she, um, if uh, she can see, oh, she asks Ashley if she can see her sketchbook. Mary Kate. Wants, Mary Kate, sorry. Mm-hmm. She asks Mary Kate if she can see her sketchbook because she wants to show her designs to Mr. Ham. Wait, isn't that Ashley that sketches, though? No, Ashley takes photos. Mary-Kate is Charlie, and she sketches. Wow. Third time seeing it. Didn't know. Yeah. Wow. Literally yeah. Third Ashley's time. the photographer. Mary-Kate's the, the sketch. Wow. Wow. Fuck. God, and I pride myself on being able to tell Mary-Kate and Ashley apart. Like, you know, it's, it's okay. It's, it's hard in this movie because they really, like, don't have that many, like, differences personality wise yeah it's like like usually there's like a pretty definitive difference of the two yeah like one's a rocker one's not you know what i mean like (laughs) this one they just share like one's a hippie one's a straight laced like politician Uh this one is pretty 
it's pretty hard to tell them up like pretty hard to tell them apart so i'll give you a pass okay they may even be dubbing the same voice for both of them too i know you <laughs> honestly you really never know so she wants to show um, mary kate's sketchbook because she can she's like a designer and um she begs him she like begs jamie like not to show mr hammond because she's embarrassed please no jeez please don't i'm serious (laughs) and mr hammond also made some calls to get their jobs back which like okay who would you call why does he have to like yeah like he should just be like we're what are you fucking doing yeah like go back to the mail room and say that i I said you could come back to the mail yeah right you you have to call for the interns to come do mail (laughs) um so Ashley's like on the beach taking photos, of course, and this guy like drives snap, up. Snap, 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 Beach, 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 floor, feet, feet, feet. <laughs> like belly button, belly button, belly button, <laughs> rock. Um, her gorgeous Italian photos, her eye. <sighs> so this like four wheeler pulls up behind her and like skids sand at her. And we are now introduced to her love interest. What's his name? Ryan. Ryan. I'm literally writing it down in my notes right now. Ryan. Ryan, yes. And it's like barely a love interest. It's like yeah. he's interested in her. She's she's curving him. She's curving him hard. For sure. Like he's literally just some guy that pulls up in the four-wheeler and then is just like in her life. I know. He just like drops in and like, now she's stuck with him. She never like requests for him to be. He just is in the movie now. No, yeah. he, like, drove past the cameras. Um, and he's, like, or she says, uh, he's got, like, really douchey, like, spiked hair. He's got um, bleached tips. Uh, he's, like, wearing little itty-bitty tiny little oval sunglasses <laughs> and board shorts. Um, he's really uh, my middle school type. I would have been, oh. Yeah, I was into him. I would have been probably even more into him because he's like a douchebag. I would have been like, I'll right. change him. I'll make him better. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll put him on the straight and narrow. <laughs> I will make him a better man. <laughs> me at like 12. <laughs> <laughs> like he needs me. Um, so she's like, you're an American. And he responds, even better. I'm a New Yorker. And uh, she tells him that she's interning for Mr. Hammond. And uh, he's like, oh, you mean that guy with the big, huge house, the mansion over there? And uh, he takes her on a rock and roll ride through the beach. (laughs) (laughs) That song. Did you hear the song? I heard it this time. I I rewatched it today. (laughs) Dude, this song. Now, this movie got rights to some music, but then there's the occasional song that they wrote for the movie which they put no effort in at all. Did they, like, put in the credits that this song is, like, a non-song? I think so. I really seriously think so, because I was looking for it, and I didn't see an artist. I was like, does somebody sing this? And I'm just, like, an idiot. But the song It sounds like it's, like, a movie from a video game. It, like, belongs to Tony Hawk Pro Skater. (laughs) Yeah, from, like, 2004. Yeah. Like, there's no lyrics except for, nothing can bring me down, <laughs> nothing can hold me down, nothing can bring me down. Like, they just keep saying that over and over in, like, different tones. And, like, it's just, like, this really unnecessary montage. Like, it's <laughs> Like, so them racing long. around the beach, like, in circles. <laughs> it's so long. And, uh... 
<laughs> they really needed to fill that space. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can hold me down. Um, so then it turns out that Mr. Hammond is this kid's uncle. Um, so he comes out and says, uh, he's like, Ryan, what did I tell you about driving like that? <laughs> like, he's like a bad boy, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Right. He's there basically like this is his version of reform school. Yeah. Hanging out with, with Uncle Derek. Yes. And you can tell that he's bad because, again, he's got frosted tips and yeah. he's the mini sunglasses. wearing little sunglasses and riding That's, a And, and recklessly driving a dune buggy. Yeah. To like you rock know. music. Like, hello. <laughs> Classic bad boy. Yes. Um, so uh, another montage moment. Jamie and Mr. Hammond are riding scooters through the city to some like romantic. Now they're riding to romantic soft rock. And he takes her to this, like, abandoned town and tells her, he's like, well, what do you think? And she's like, it's very vacant. And he's like, it's very mine. He, like, walks <laughs> out. <laughs> and this has nothing to do with the movie at no, all. None. Like, <laughs> I would have rather seen another montage, honestly. I know. Oh, I mean, I guess it's wins. like... Do you think that this is supposed to establish, like, what their life will be like when they end up together? Maybe. Or, like, it establishes, you know, I don't really know the point of that scene. Besides, like, boring adult shit. (laughs) Or maybe it's supposed to establish his wealth. Like, how wealthy Yeah, like, his wealth and his, like, that he's a good guy because he wants the the town Mm. to be for artists who don't, who won't have to pay rent. That's what it is. So he's, like, a good guy. You're sta- they're, yeah, they're right. establishing that he is a philanthropist of sorts. You're so right. Because but every... I think... Oops, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> we were both like so excited for this. <laughs> it's like actually fucked up how excited we both are. <laughs> Wait, when you think about it, it's actually dark. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I've watched this three times. Like, it's crazy. It's a terrible movie. It's awful. But like, every moment that he's on camera is there... They are hammering, like shoving it down your throat that he is this amazing guy who always says the right thing, always charming, always funny, always like he's the heart of the movie, apparently, but like yeah. not at all. Uh, and he, but he creeps me out. Mm-hmm. He's also a Westworld robot. Yes. There's nothing like human about him or Jamie at all. No, not at all. And I'm just like, why do we need this like weird adult romance in this children's movie? Yeah, like, what 12-year-old cares if we end up together? Who cares? No, we do not care. If we don't care, then they definitely didn't care at 10 years old. No, yeah. So they have, like, a conversation about their, like, relationship or whatever and acknowledge that they can't be together because of work. So now we get the acknowledgement that they have... Some sort of thing. Yeah, and, like they want a date so it's like when the girls like pressure them into dating like of course they want to but they like can't right it's just because you can't you just cannot date someone you work with i'm your employee no oh my god it's like you guys you totally could just like establish that you both want it and it's the mail room right like and it's his company yeah what is he gonna fire you because it's inappropriate that he's dating you? What is? Are, what are you talking? Like it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Like there's plenty of places that have 
like the higher ups like date each other yeah <laughs> i can't i'm your employee <laughs> So we get this weird montage about what's happened so far in the movie. And it's literally a montage of clips of the movie. Right. There's like, are you talking about the the montage where Mary Kate is like daydreaming with her phone? Yeah. And it shows, it's just like Paolo and Mary Kate, like to this, like this music. And it shows things that haven't happened yet. Yeah, she's shows- like daydreaming about Paolo, like oh my God. in the Coliseum, and we don't have those scenes yet. Like, she's <laughs> yeah. like we're like grasping for anything to put in this montage, and she's like staring at her. Like, is it is she playing music on that phone? Like, what is happening? Is she like waiting for a text from him? It is yeah, just like, like it's triggering this like nostalgic moment. No, of like, yeah, she and yeah. the music is like there you are. <laughs> and it's like showing these like black and white like scenes of paolo and mary kate and you're like of things that have not happened yet it is my favorite thing about this whole movie they like show the like the the end of the movie like the finale of the movie in this montage like right yes it is insanity and i'm like (laughs) this is what mary kate national movies are yeah they're montages of like of like clips of romance Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's what American that, Ashley movie is. There weren't like there were clips in this montage that were not nostalgic moments. Right. They were like, just basically. Scenes. Yeah, exactly. Like they just was film roll. It's crazy. It's um insane. They just like and it was it's almost like they were maybe film roll that like didn't get put in the movie, but are from scenes that have happened. Mm-hmm. Or, like, let's just yeah. Like extended and we got this footage. <laughs> extended mailroom moments right yeah um so we get like a shot of the interns like eating lunch and being informed that mary kate and ashley are allowed to work again uh and mary kate ashley mr hammond jamie and his nephew eat dinner again on the patio at his house uh and mr hammond tells ashley that he brought his nephew to Italy for the summer in hopes that he would become interested in the internship program. Now this ends up becoming the plot of the movie. Yeah, essentially. Randomly. That, like mid-movie, we like are introduced to this like character. <laughs> yeah. And the whole movie changes. The like, whole the movie. The entire movie is like turned on its head. He's suddenly the lead. Yeah. <laughs> And the whole film revolves around getting him to join the internship program. This wealthy boy. <laughs> the mailroom internship. Like, the mil- multimillionaire nephew of the owner of the company is desperate to get him to be a mailroom intern. That's the <laughs> plot of this movie now. So, um, and he, by the way, Mr. Hammond calculated that his nephew would skid sand because he knew they wouldn't be able to uh to keep their hands it, off each other yeah he knew he couldn't convince ryan to like join the program so he's like he as soon as he sees mary kate ashley at the trevi fountain he's like yep. i got a plan to get ryan to be interested in the mailroom i'll get her to do it because she's so hardworking. she's so hot and hardworking. she won't be able to not convince him to apply she'll himself. manipulate the shit out of him to just work in this mailroom. 
So it's like all of a sudden a white knuckle moment of like, will he become an intern? Will he not? Will he become an intern? Oh my God. Like, who, are you kidding me? Like, who gives a shit? This like fucking wealthy teenage boy decides to intern for free. It's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know and we don't even really know. Are, is this a paid internship or is no. it like? Yeah, we don't know anything about, like, what they're getting. All we know is that it leads to some, like, reality TV winning thing where you get to work in New York City next year. Like, okay. Um, so Ashley convinces Mr. Hammond to give his relationship with Jamie a chance because it worked in The Sound of Music. Right. So. He, like, drinking this martini, and it is vile how he's, like, He's like stirring the olive with like yeah. his toothpick. Like <laughs> it is just like <laughs> disgusting. This whole scene is ridiculous. There's no food on the table. It's just empty clean plates. Can we talk though about every time they do eat food? It's yes. outrageous. Like Heidi, <laughs> like the scene before this when the interns are learning that Mary Kate and Ashley have gotten their jobs back. Like Heidi just starts eating like a plate of filled with pastries. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like not giving them to anybody. She just like sets them down as if they're her snack. Like she went lunch. up to a buffet and grabbed eight to- like strudels. Yes. As her lunch. <laughs> and then in one scene they go to get lunch together, which we'll talk about, and they're all their plates are filled with a big giant Roma tomatoes <laughs> and like celery stalks, literally. <laughs> like mangoes or something like, like okay. cantaloupe and like a loaf of bread because they're right angry. it's like okay it's they're just like celery their food budget like craft services did not give them very good options in this movie they're just using items from craft services on the plates yeah I think. I think so i think it's like can you grab me that veggie tray yeah like oh those pastries for the extras can we get some yeah. of those thanks can you open those zebra cakes for me? And yeah. Dump those out. Uh, <laughs> so he, she gives him this like sound of music analogy, which I actually wish that I wrote down, but it was absurd. Um, and they go off on the beach to have like a, a conversation about the sound of music and yeah, he's martinis. like, do you want to have a martini with me and discuss the sound of music? And she's like, <laughs> oh, she goes. Actually, I do remember this. He says like, how do you feel about the sound of music? And she goes, it's my favorite musical. It's like, okay. This is like, <laughs> she's not alive. I need somebody to put no. on her and prove to me that she's a, a human. No, yeah, she's 100%. Just And there's a reason, I think. Like, I've looked for her everywhere. She's nowhere to be found online. This actress. She doesn't even have an IMDb photo. She doesn't have an IMDb photo. She does not have an Instagram. There's nothing. Oh, it's nothing. weird. Oh, I'm going to be obsessed now. That she... This is a case for the FBI. I'm like fully doing next week's relationship on her. (laughs) (laughs) In her like mundane, like remote relationship from like the suburbs. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think about the sound of music? It's my favorite musical. So then they go off on the beach and talk about their like love or whatever. And in the meantime, uh, the nephew and Ashley have a conversation about him leaving and uh, how he'll never see her again. So, like, they're in love now. Right. But she's not into him, like, at all. At all. Like, and I don't she, know like, if it's, like, do you think it's her acting or is she not into him in the movie? I think she's not into him in the movie. Like, she turns him down at every opportunity. She does. But she he's really, like she, like, tear his apart, but he's obsessed with her. 
He's like, I'm just thinking, I'm worried about how I'm never going like, to see Are we going to, am I ever going to see you again? And she's just like, I don't know. Sorry. Like, she's like, I met you this care. weekend. Yeah. She's like, like, no, she's not about it. Because they hang out later and she's just rips him apart. She tells him everything she doesn't like about him. That's so funny and true. And she like won't even hug him. No, she's just like, <laughs> a handshake will do. Yeah. <laughs> So then the next day, I love the, the my favorite part. So the next day, Mary Kate and Ashley return to work because they're like allowed to now. And um, Mary Kate is with Paolo and she has this giant, massive yeah. GPS oh system. It is, I described it as, in my notes, as like something that like James Bond would have used in like a 60s James Bond film. Like, it would have been innovative for like 65, 66, maybe. It is hmm. like full on antenna in the sky, like bleep, bleep, bleep GPS. It's like a palm pilot. Literally, it's sonar. It's literally sonar. It's like, it's like, it, it, it's insane. It's like oh this God. big, massive device that has all these buttons on it. And it's like, bleep, bloop, bleep. Like, it, 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 yeah. it's like, how are you determining where you are with this thing? What is it doing? I know. I just love how she, like, comes back to her first day on the job, and she's like, I have a plan. I got these, like, she's basically like, here we go, GPS. Like, yeah. she went to the store and spent, like, what, $700 on this thing? Like, it's 2002. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how much, like where did she find it? She yeah, where did she get this from? Because I think later on, Paolo has one, too. Where did she find a GPS device? This, like a tech like a phone store radio like radio shack i don't understand and he literally goes what is that and she goes a global positioning system like she calls <laughs> by its full name <laughs> <laughs> and she's holding it up to the sky and it's just like bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop. and she's it is like, my favorite way. scene because she's like she's like um i'm beaming or we're beaming and yeah <laughs> She's like, well, we're not beaming. The satellite's beaming, yeah. but I'm beaming just the same. Like, like you appreciate moments, moments like this. <laughs> like, moments. God. <laughs> They're fully in love now. They're, They're in a like, full-blown relationship now. Yes, they are going to be pen pals. They're yes. like going home, logging on to AIM, and chatting away as soon as they get back. Oh, done with her. Every away message she has will have him, like, you'll have to hit enter 30 million times because it'll be private and hidden. But at the (laughs) very bottom of her away message, in size two font, it'll say (laughs) name of the heart. Do you know what I mean? Private. Yes. Yes. Or or it'll be like, you have to highlight it to see the secret message. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's the gig. That's what she would do. That's what she would do. It'll be in white. Yeah. <laughs> it'll say the date that they first kissed and like his birthday turn like italian boys i was warned quote <laughs> paolo like, <laughs> lesson three lesson three all of their milestones the day they made espresso the day uh, all of yes. the things oh my god i'm i love their love again next week <laughs> we're doing a full episode on mary kate and paolo um <laughs> So, Ashley and Daria are, like, delivering mail again, and they've decided now that 
they're going to do it in roller skates because yes. it's effective, it's efficient, and it's innovative. And, and it's stylish. And it's stylish. So mm-hmm. the five doors that they deliver mail to, apparently <laughs> they're, they're not able to do it in a timely manner, even though the doors are all in front of each other. So... <laughs> Down this like short hallway. <laughs> they, literally, they literally roller skate for a total of four seconds because there's five doors and they're all right right in front of each other. And that's their work for the day. That's them delivering yeah. mail to this entire company. Um it's like this is where you start seeing they're like making changes. Like, you know, she had the GPS and now she's roller skating and they're doing what they have to do to be business women um, because they figured out how to deliver mail on time and <laughs> somewhere without getting lost. That's like they're, the growth in this movie. <laughs> they're killing They've it now. They've really learned their lesson. Yeah, they're fully formed women now because in six weeks they learned how to deliver mail on time. <laughs> so <laughs> even though this guy wants to like give them the company basically. Um, so we also get a quick little scene of Heidi realizing she needs to apologize to Ashley for getting her fired. And like, she never even does it in the movie. No, she doesn't. She's like, I should say, I like, I should apologize to Layla. Right. And Nobu's like, you should apologize to Layla. And then we never see the apology. It's like, they were like, fuck, Ash, she was supposed to be our villain. Fuck. What do we do? Okay. Um, let's just say like, why don't we like have it so that she like realizes she's mean? You're like, okay. Right. But then she's still mean later. Like, yeah. Again. Like, she's like after the clothes. It's almost like you can't have a movie like this without like a mean blonde villain. Mm-hmm. They probably at the very end were like, we need like a villain. Right. Let's write Heidi in. Um, so then after they are done delivering mail, Ashley and Daria meet with Jamie and Mr. Hammond and um, Mr. Tortellini, and they're going over designs, and we noticed uh, Mr. Tortellini, like, inappropriately touching Jamie's shoulder, which they, like, zoom in on, like, you're supposed to notice that he, like, he, like, literally gropes her above her boob, and Mr. Hammond is, like, looking at it and, like, doesn't do anything. No, yeah, he's, like, supposed to be, like, in love with Jamie. Like, you own this company. Like, it, what are you, like, what is he afraid of? And who is he calling to ask permission for things? Like, your girlfriend is being sexually assaulted in front of you uh, and you're pretending not to see? Like, what is happening? Yeah. Um, it's, it's 2002, so. It's very true. It's actually, yeah, that's the answer to that question. That's the answer, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Mr. I just Hammond, can't believe it's a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah, like, he gropes above her boob. It's supposed right. to be her shoulder, but he, like, tweaked her nipple, basically. Yeah. Um, so Mr. Hammond asks Ashley for her opinion on his, like, design. So is this Mary Kate, then, and not Ashley? No, this is Ashley. Okay. So he asks, I knew it. I, I knew it that this part, at least, it was her. I like the design. Yeah, this is Ashley. So this is actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie, too. So he asks her, like, what's your opinion on these designs? Because they have, um, like, an, uh, like, a a person in there like going over what the new line will look like for like spring or whatever they said. Um, and they're like fighting over the length of these dresses. And she's like, well, she's like afraid to say something at first. And then Jamie gives her like a wink. 
And she's like, go for it. Show them what you got, your eye. And she's like, well, your target audience is between 18 to 30. And like, she's like, these dresses are amazing, but they're too old for your demo. And then I see the, the like atelier that's like doing it. He's like, okay, we make them at the shoulder. <laughs> Oh, raise the hammer two inches. <laughs> yeah, like this 15-year-old girl just changed the whole fall line of this company's fashion because she decided that they were too long. He's like, that's it. Raise them all. Raise them all. You've got the eye, girl. You've got the eye. And Ashley's just like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she just, like, gives a little nod and a little wink. Like... <laughs> As she's wearing like a peasant blouse, and like, I know, right? She's like, like wearing a long ass skirt. Where do you get off? Like and roller skates. <laughs> yeah, she's literally wearing roller skates. <laughs> like outrageous. She's like, it's too old looking. It's like so rude. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Mary Kate and Paolo decide that since they've finished their work early, they should take a little stroll around the city and go sightseeing again because that's all they ever do during work, by the way. Yeah, they have like two hours left. He keeps like, saying, like, let's take this time to go sightsee. And I'm yeah. say, like, you've done that all week or all month or whatever. Yeah. My God. So we get another montage and they share, actually, this is their first kiss um this is their first official or no wait is it i don't know no i i don't think it's their first kiss i think their first kiss is earlier this is their first sepia tones kiss yes okay there's a big difference (laughs) because they literally are like standing in the coliseum kissing yeah like they're just the only people in the coliseum kissing um so now that they've kissed, Paula can finally fill Mary Kate in on his true passion. We get another plot about 50 minutes into the film here. I know. <laughs> I know and he's like, we have two hours left to, to enjoy Rome. But they seem to just be, they just don't go back. They <laughs> are out the rest of the day. Because they keep going out with one task for the whole day. Like, it's like your task is to put this mail in a mailbox for five oh, hours. Yeah. They have to like hours. deliver fabric, but they come back with fabric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they do these like menial tasks that take them a full shift. That should yeah. take like minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> um so apparently Paolo's family owns a restaurant and he takes her there to teach her how to make pizza. Um, of course. So we also see his mom and his aunt and his like grandmother and they're giving her dirty looks because she's an American. Uh, so when he, he like literally gets behind her and is like grinding her butt. Like, I know. Pizza. It is sensual. <laughs> He's like literally like they're like twerking while they make <laughs> pizza. And his mom's like, Paolo, no, no, no. <laughs> she's like sewing. She's yeah. like sewing. What? She's like fully so Italy. They're, they're all doing the most cliche things that a, like an older Italian woman would be doing. One of them is like like shucking like fucking olives or something. I don't know. It's like absurd. Shucking olives. Um, but she's like, Paolo, no, no, no. <laughs> and then Mary Kate notices that his grandfather is making espresso. So this is apparently her full circle moment. Like I know. The like 
uplifting moment where you're like, wow, it's about to happen. Like, she's really about to become a fully fledged she, person. Yes. She is reaching self-actualization. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is where you start to get inspired because she's about to learn how to make coffee. Um, so, Nephew shows up to take Ashley on her her own montage. They go and get gelato. And, I know. Uh, God. I love this scene so much. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he asks her why she doesn't like him. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I'll be able to get through this. You may have to do this scene. It's like too much for me. Oh my god. I Well, I like how at first he like, he's trying to get her to go on a date and she says no. And he's like, well, do you want the best ice cream in the world? And she's like, the whole world? Right. And then finally she says yes, yeah, so they go get gelato and they're eating it. And he's like, why don't you like me? And she's like, do you really want to know? I rewound like, this. Do you want the long or the know? short of it? Like, I've watched this scene at least 12 times. I'm not even kidding. It is incredible. She's like, you're self-absorbed, narcissistic, lazy, boring, surface level, not as attractive as you think. Like, she says every horrendous she just, like, thing. She lists off everything she does not like about him. She's and like, you're arrogant. Yeah, and arrogant. And he just, like, shrugs and is like, <laughs> like he, like, doesn't even care. He's, like, still in love with her. <laughs> really? I mean, I would be, too. It's Ashley Olsen. Of course. That yeah. voice. <laughs> of course. As she's like, you're arrogant, annoying. I would have been like, <laughs> um, so she's, like, also, by the way, still, she's, like, working on him becoming an intern because yeah it's now her the most important thing to her that this rich teenager becomes an intern at the company as well um yes she wants and to isn't this like himself. after the, she sees that piece of paper on the desk is it is it i can't no i think that this no, is a, okay. right before because i I, right I wrote before. that down because he just like she just like what wants to hang out with him to get him to like <laughs> yeah I, I do not understand why <laughs> they're hanging out right now like she literally is only hanging out with him to get him to become an intern it is the weirdest plot point of the, the movie, movie which is saying yeah. a lot it's actually yeah. saying so much um so Mr. Hammond and Jamie are on a date and they decide that they should keep the relationship secret. They've come to the realization that, you know, they've been in love for years and that they, you know, they have like had sex with each other and they've like basically been dating, but nobody can know. It has to stay private because she's his employee. <laughs> um, and while Mary Kay and Paolo are on their date, they talk about Paolo becoming a chef. Um, they also kiss and realize that they're at the same restaurant as Mr. Hammond and Jamie. Um, this was very confusing for me. Yeah, it is. It's a weird time jump. Like, as like, so this whole time, like, they've been, they didn't realize they were sitting next to each other at the restaurant. They're literally I, a table away. I, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me because they were supposed to be back at the office. Yeah. Like that day, but they seem to have, like, he like cooked food for her and now they're like at the restaurant. There's a lot of inconsistencies here. <laughs> well, then we cut to another montage just to show like progression and bonding between everybody. 
And so then Jamie and Mr. Hammond have a talk and decide that they, it, it may be best for Jamie to quit the company and fully embrace their relationship. So he, cause like, what the fuck? So he invites her to um, go hot air ballooning. They call it ballooning. Ballooning in the French Alps. He's like, why don't you come ballooning with me? And she goes, is that like high, high up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you mean high, high up? He's like, yeah, ballooning. It's like, okay. Because he's rich and he does eccentric things. So he goes ballooning. Um, he's just all over the world. And like, you're obviously supposed to think that he's like this perfect man. Like he's like this amazing like, God, girl, he's such a catch. Quit your job for him. He's worth it. He's so amazing. He's taking you ballooning, honey. And she's like, I can't. My work. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Take a day off. You need a rest. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you could just date and work, but okay. Yeah. Um, so while they're delivering mail, Ashley notices a piece of paper on Mr. Tortellini's desk. And we don't necessarily know what it says but it's like alarming for her like she looks mm -hmm. at it and you realize that she's obviously seen something that she's maybe not allowed to see and then he comes up behind her and he's like oh ash like whatever her layla he's like layla, layla. you're doing an amazing job here at the company <laughs> so much growth eh? but he doesn't like realize that she's like seen this paper on his desk or whatever mm -hmm. um so she calls, uh, she, she calls nephew, who's now back in the United States riding, he's like driving his convertible. Is he back in the United States? Oh, he's wait, back. no. No, he's like just at the villa. Yeah, he's, oh, oh, yes, because that's, this is the only other time we've ever seen another part of his house. Yeah, he's like at the, the villa. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's like driving. That would be a long flight. Yeah. <laughs> Come She's back like, to Rome. You're in New York. Home. Come back. Fly take Norwegian Air. Come take some pictures with me. He would literally immediately do it. I know he would. But yeah, he's I think he's just like at their, the seaside villa. So she like begs him again to do the internship and she's like she's like do something that earns you respect, at least for me. Doesn't that mean anything? <laughs> I know, she's really manipulating him hard. Hard. She's like, do it for me, even though she is not interested him, in him romantically in any way, shape, or form. And, like, they don't know each other. They just no. met. Like, and she's like, don't I mean ago. anything to you? Please do the, she, please take this job for me. It's like, what? Um, oh, my God. It is, it is insane. It's also, like, a weird, like, capitalist... Yeah. Like, it's like a very bizarre thing that this teenage girl is like really peddling that his only worth is based on the like productivity that he has at his like his uncle's company like you want to be like girl have you asked him anything about himself like how do yeah, you, do you know, know what he, he was like maybe he works already maybe he like does something else maybe he, maybe just he wanna, does like, not want to work in a mail room yeah or like for a fashion designer maybe he doesn't right. have dreams of being a fashion designer yeah exactly let it's, him live as much as i hated ryan like let him live it's so weird where she's like do something with your life it's like he's <laughs> mean um so 
Mr. Tortellini asks the interns to take some clothes. This is, we're approaching the climax of the movie, by the way. So Mr. Tortellini asks the interns to take some clothes to the cleaners. And he also tells them that, you know, he's so proud of them and he's arranged for them to have lunch at his favorite cafe. So <laughs> this is another one of my favorite moments of the movie <laughs> yeah. where it's completely out of context. There's no reason for it at all. I was waiting for it to become a plot point and it just wasn't. Um, out of nowhere, Daria has this like big moment where you know that the actress was like, I don't have many scenes, but I do have this one scene where I say a lot about going to buy shoes. Um, he's like, like, she's like, <laughs> she's like, I'll be late for lunch. She goes, I saw the most immense shoes in the window. And she goes, I simply must have them before someone else has them and they are gone. They are my shoes. Only I must forget my shoes. And out of nowhere, Paolo goes, women shoppers, it never ends. <laughs> but like, he didn't say it. You can see his mouth isn't moving. <laughs> it's amazing. And Oh my uh, God, I did not notice that today, that his mouth was not moving. Yeah, like he's like not speaking that. They like thought to oh add that. Oh my God. I simply must go get these shoes in the window before someone else has them. They are my shoes. I <laughs> before they're gone. <laughs> And I was like, oh, she's going to clock them. She's going to be at the store and she's going to see everything that happens. And yeah, no, there's not. just like, it's like she was just busy that day of filming and like right. couldn't be there. They're like, I know how we'll explain that she's not there. She saw the most amazing pair of shoes and see women. How about that? Um, they just didn't want to pay her like an extra day or something. Yeah, they're like, legally, we can't have you work again, like any more hours, so... <laughs> You're gonna go get shoes as a window. <laughs> so then Nobu, Heidi, and Mary Kate walk the clothes through town um to like the cleaners or whatever. And Ashley and nephew are like driving around the city taking pictures of things that are happening. And you see them like zooming through the city taking pictures of like Mr. Tortellini. And he's like doing some really shady shit like shaking hands with people and like you know talking to people that are like wearing black suits and opening trunks and then looking at each other maniacally and they're also taking pictures of like the clothes it's like also really weird that she's like out taking pictures of her sister and not like making her presence known yeah like she didn't tell anybody because it because she sees the piece of paper she figures out what's happening she like speed reads it then she yeah. takes Ryan, nephew, on this adventure to, to take photos, to catch the, the criminal activity. But she tells nobody. Yeah. Like, not even her sister. Not even her sister. She's just taking candid photos of her sister while she's like, walks through town. Yeah. Um, and so they get to the restaurant and the, <laughs> the host is like, like, Razizue. And they're like, they're like, but the clothes. It's like, what did they think was going this scene also confused me. Like, they went to the restaurant with the clothes. Yeah, and, and why would they do that? Why are you now confused about what you'll do with them? You walked to, you literally physically walked through town with a rack of clothes. Right, like, did you think you would just, like, sit next to them yeah. in this restaurant? <laughs> and then you got there and realized you had a rack of clothes <laughs> you've been dragging through town? And he's like, don't worry, 
I'll make a show that they clothes are safe and sound. Like, twist <laughs> like so blatant. He's like Dr. Robotnik from Sonic. Um, and they're like, okay. So they just like give him this <laughs> rack of like designer clothes. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah. And then we get more shots of, um, of pictures being taken of like, you know, shady, bit, like very like money being exchanged right in the middle of downtown. Like a million dollar bill being handed across. <laughs> like all these shady men they like it looks so they're like doing a just ma- massive like i guess clothing raid in the Isn't middle of downtown actually like on a motorcycle or something or like the back yes. of like the a moped with it like not discreet in any way no not at all she's like standing right in front of them taking pictures basically <laughs> uh film so- again film photos <laughs> Yeah, yes. So then Mr. Tortellini fires all of the interns. Um, oh, wait. So, they yeah. But they we can't lose. miss, we can't miss the, the food that they come out of. The, <laughs> yeah. the buffet. They finally get to sit down and have their, their, like, lunch that they've been rewarded. And it's, like, a plate of tomatoes rolling around and, like, cauliflower. And, like, it looks like there's, like, cantaloupe or, like, yeah. mango or something. Like some weird melon. <laughs> like they, yeah, they found like a melon and like cut it up and like placed it on these plates. Like it's, there were literally whole tomatoes rolling around on those plates. Yes, there were. I noticed that when I rewatched it today and I was just like, what on In earth? Insane. Is this like Italian buffet? So like the clothes are now being loaded into a car. Money is being exchanged. Shady things are happening. And then Mr. Tortellini ends up firing all of the interns because they lost the clothes. And Jamie's like, (laughs) Jamie's like sad and angry. And she goes, it took me seven months to design those clothes. (laughs) Seven whole months of my life wasted. Um, She's like pacing back and forth on her like pointed heels. (laughs) And like, she's like, this isn't how I wanted to say goodbye. Oh, well goodbye (laughs) is this like her quitting or what is happening it's like why are you saying goodbye like what's happening in this movie right now this isn't how i wanted to end things well goodbye (laughs) and then she just like waits in the corner (laughs) yeah she like goes out of the hallway and just stands there you can like see her (laughs) and she just comes back yeah So then she comes back in and Ashley decides that they should take matters into their own hands because she's got the fabrics. She's got mm-hmm. the sketchbooks. And she right. wants to put all, they want to pull all of the, what they learned this summer to work. So let's design an entire fall collection for a major fashion house and do it in one day. They're like, three days. Okay. They have three days. Yeah, they have three they days. They have three days. They're not going to leave the office for three full days and they're going to design a full line of fashion. Mm-hmm. And Heidi is like, I'm leaving for the air. Like she's leaving for Germany that day. They're like, yeah. she's like, I'm, I'm about to leave for the airport. And then they decide to do this. And she's like, I, I can change my flight. Yeah. What world? Like? <laughs> she's like, I'm not mean anymore. Um, I guess I can change my flight. <laughs> A design a fashion line for Versace. Um, so then in walks like Detective Ashley and her like man or whatever, and they've 
somehow printed all of these photos immediately. To one hour photo at Walgreens. <laughs> they have these big giant prints of these like beautifully taken espionage FBI photos that she's <laughs> taken. Of course they're in black and white. Um and they have now printed off proof that the boss that Mr. Tortellini is in fact evil and that uh he has been sabotaging Mr. Hammond for years. And uh, he set all of it up and he framed the interns to make them look bad. And we get another montage of them designing and sketching these these fashions um, mm-hmm. with these are the days playing in the background. That like when Layla and Ryan or Ashley and Ryan break the news, nobody is shocked. At Nobody all. says anything. Jamie is like, okay. Like, she's just like, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's create. Yeah. Like, like, Ashley's like, there's this big crime happening. Like, it's huge, like, conspiracy. And everyone's just like, nobody is phased. They don't even look through the photos. No, they're just like, okay, I guess we'll create these designs. And my favorite thing that Ryan says, <laughs> the nephew, he says, this is big time fun. <laughs> <laughs> like when they're designing stuff, it's like this is big time fun. Like we, <laughs> I can. This scene is the moment where I was like, you know what? Let go and just have some fun. I, I was like, I was gripping the whole time to try and figure out what was going on, and I was like, you know what? They're about to design a entire line of fashion in a like mailroom, right? Um, let's just have some fun. Really, like, let go. You're watching a Mary-Kate Ashley movie from 2002? Mm-hmm. Let go. Let go, let go, let God. <laughs> let go, let God. So we get These Are the Days, which is, like, really fun. And they've all now passed out, covered in fabrics and, like, scissors. Um, and Mr. Hammond comes in and decides he loves their designs. And <laughs> also, he's known about the boss for years. But he's such a good person that he let him work there. Like, okay. He's stealing from the company. Right. He's, like, firing and rehiring interns, like, all summer long. And, like, very clearly sexually harassing and, like, maybe diddling your girlfriend. Right. Or, like, you're just, like, letting him work. Like, it, Mr. Hammond is actually my least favorite person in this movie. Yeah, I agree. I, I would say I would, yeah, I would agree with that. I love when he's like, what's going on here? And Ryan's like, I'm working, Uncle Derek. Oh, yeah. He's just like, I don't really remember what exactly he says. He's like, I'm working. I'm doing it. And then he gives Ashley, like, a wink. Like, you dated yeah. Mike. You got him to sketch a fashion line. Like, okay. You got him to, to drive you around so you could take photos. Yeah, he's working now. He's working. He's you've you've really turned him around. This low life, lazy, entitled brat now has designed his own fashion line. And then out of literally nowhere, we get this like closing statement from Mr. Tortellini. And he goes, he goes, Me, Mr. Hammond, twelve years of living in your shadows. You got the glory and the girl. And he like and points to like, Jamie at the at the photo shoot at the end. Yeah. yeah, the big huge 
opportunity that Mary Kate and Ashley get to finally express their fashion eye. Yes. They plan a photo shoot of girls laying on like a Porsche. Is <laughs> <laughs> this like this Mr. T- um, or F- Fellini? Is that his name? The yeah. photographer Fellini? Yes. That's who's going to take the photos. Like he's like this amazing photographer and this is the setup. They are just, there's Italian models laying across the hood of a Porsche. Oh my God, so cliche. Their eye. Oh my God. Um, So Mr. Hammond says, he goes, he goes, Mr. Tortellini, I've got a call ready for you. (laughs) And it's like the mailroom guy that was wacky earlier. This is like his moment. It's like, okay, did he have some sort of beef with Tortellini? Like, I know, like a secret, a secret beef? I don't know. I don't know. It's supposed to be like really, really, like the payoff is, supp- you can feel that they think that we're being paid off right now. And it's right. like, finally, the tension is released. Um, and then of I've course- got a car waiting for you. <laughs> right To take they... you to the police station. And the mailroom manager is like, winks he's like being fonzie now he's like up against the car with his leg up like pressed against it (laughs) uh and mr hammond of course hires all of the interns for new york so all six interns the only people who work for his company will continue working for the company in new york city and uh that is i guess our happy ending and i will say so i watched this again today like Mm -hmm. i said Mm -hmm. i looked at the special features Ooh. I have forgotten about this. Tell me everything. There is an alternate ending. <gasps> what? Okay, tell me. Okay. So the alternate ending is like basically that like they they catch Mr. Tortoni, right? Mm-hmm. And then he goes, we pulled it off, Derek. It was a ploy. Like it was a test this whole time. They're like, we mm. tested it. <laughs> this was a test and you passed or something. You're all invited to us, like with us to go to New York. And Ashley or Mary Kate is like, no, we don't want to go. We, <gasps> we don't want to go. And then they're just like, just kidding. One in Rome. And then it ends. So you're telling me that I was cheated out of a, an amazing ending, basically? Yeah, so the, like, the alternate ending is it was all a joke. Like, none of it was real. If it, it was, was a test, an employee. I would have been able to understand that. Yeah. Because it's absurd. I would have been like, oh, okay. All of it's, they're all acting. That would have made but so I, much more sense. But at the same time, it's like, okay, it's like with those movies that are like, it was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> it was all <laughs> in your head. What the point was this movie? It was all <laughs> taking place in his head this whole time whoa i could totally see this like like ashley like waking up from like a dream in their um hotel and it's the beginning again and it's the beginning where she's like my whole body's tired Go to bed, that is the type of movie job. i want from mary kate ashley we have <laughs> all like it was just a dream nothing is explained it's just a dream that she mm-hmm. had to wake up and go to like a really mundane internship yeah um I mean, this movie now holds a really special place in my heart. I'm actually kind of happy that I saw it as an adult first. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I can't say that I'll never watch it again. <laughs> I mean, I definitely can't say I'll never watch it again. You, you're not allowed to say that. No, I, I mean, <laughs> it's my job to watch Mary Kate Ashley movies. Well, tell me, I guess, like, 
where this movie ranks for you? It's definitely low on the list. It's okay. not like near the top five. Okay. It's probably like I made a whole lit like ranked list. I can't remember where this sp- falls specifically, but it's not near the bottom. Like it's not near number one. Okay, so it's like kind of just in the middle. Yeah, it's like middle to like, you know, high up there. So you don't feel like I've seen enough Mary Kate and Ashley movies at least recently, to give, like, a good ranking. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I will say that this is, like, I, I mean, as I said at the beginning, I would imagine if if I were them, like, this would not be a movie that they probably, like, are, like, they're not proud of this. You know what I mean? Like, right. of all the things that they're embarrassed of, I would say this is probably, like, really up there. Yes, I agree. I think that this is the movie that they not that they decided that they really wanted to do fashion, but I think it was around the time that they they knew that they were done with acting. Yep. They're like over it. Like this yeah. is like their summer vacation. They're just like, okay, let's get this done and go sightseeing. Mm-hmm. Like they definitely phoned this in. And I'm sure like the silver lining of filming this was that they got to be in Rome all summer. Right. And Mary Kate got to, you know, be around Paolo. No, right. Paolo. Paolo. <laughs> be cool. Be mellow. Be <laughs> Italian. Be, be Italian. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this thank with me. You for having me on. Of course. I'm so happy that I got to finally have you on. And like, I mean, I would love to do this again. Of course. Yes. Please. <laughs> you know, I'm always down to talk about Mary Kate Ashley or like okay. anything. I'll just let you pick obscure Mary Kate and Ashley movies that I've not seen, and then I'll just watch the ones that you tell me to watch. Yeah, that's that'll <laughs> be like one, our the challenge thing. is a really good one. That one's very obscure. Okay, fun. I would love to. Mm-hmm. I'll just have. To, I like that one. I'll have to find another um, website to illegally download it from. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, tell people again where they can find your podcast and stuff. Okay, well, it's Gimme Pizza. It's available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find me on Instagram, Gimme Pizza Podcast. Um, also, like Facebook and stuff. There's a Facebook page and Twitter, MKA Podcast. Yay! Yeah. Thank you so much. I love you. Yeah. Thank you. Love ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.